Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the Still Chill podcast. My name is Raha and today's episode is going to be a really cool one. We're going to be talking about mindfulness. I've got a ton of questions for Rose because this is her area of expertise. I'm no expert. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of are, I would say. I mean, yeah, maybe not an expert, but she definitely knows more than I do. And yeah, we're just going to be discussing mindfulness, meditation, like what the difference is between the two and how I do it because I don't actually know. I mean, I know and I don't know. I kind of know the basics. Um, But yeah, I I can't wait to, to crack on. And I mean, at least for me, I've seen mindfulness everywhere from you know, podcasts to blogs to, you know, apps, all kinds of stuff. And yeah, I just want to, I want to know what you think about that and how it's been commercialized and, and what that means for people, because I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'm fully on board with it or what the deal is there really. So yeah, I think we should definitely have a chat about that as well. So just before we begin, I wanted to just give a little bit of a disclaimer and not that I think that any of you are going to listen to this and think that you can get rid of your therapist and stop your medication, but (laughs) just to say that this is not in any way meant to replace what you are already doing for your mental health or meant as a supplement, you know, for it. It's just an education tool and hopefully I can point you in some better direction as to what you can access that is mindfulness based and um, some book recommendations maybe for you to gain a deeper practice because this is going to be you know fairly surface yeah surface level stuff but with a bit of funk. (laughs) (laughs) So do you why don't we start with what it is? Mm. How about that? Okay. What is mindfulness? I mean, there's a lot, right, to talk about. I mean, it's very simple. Okay. It's simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> um, it's Mindfulness is paying attention to the present moment Yeah. on purpose without any judgment. Okay. Right? So that's kind of like the new age definition of it. Um, to break that down, it basically means being with whatever is happening for you right now yeah. Without saying that it's good, whether it's saying that it's bad, just being fully open to it with acceptance, non-judgment. These are all attitudes and principles that you can cultivate through mindfulness. Um, but essentially, it's really just waking up and using all of your senses and not being wrapped up in your in your mind right, all day okay. long. So, for example, do you, like... Do you ever walk into a room and you can't remember where you walked in there? Um, all the time. Like, this happens to me so much. Yeah. And you know that moment when you're, like, back in the room? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, like what, am I, what did wait, I come up for? Wait, what, what, what did I come up for and what am I even thinking about right yeah. now? That moment, right? That moment of awareness, you're back in the room. That's mindfulness. Right, okay. Okay? So it's like being right here, right now. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Literally, and that's it. Okay. You know? Um, if you think about, like, a beautiful sunset. Yeah. You know? Or a beautiful sunrise, or being in nature, a waterfall, being on the beach. For me, being on the beach, that's a big one. And you have this moment of, like, connectedness. Yeah, I especially get it with sunsets, or, like, when I see, like, a really beautiful sky. Yeah. 
I yes. feel like, wow, I really feel like I'm in that moment. Yeah. I'm in a zone. And that's like, it's a combination of two things. One of them is awe, which is like being in awe of the beauty yeah. of the world. But the other thing is really being with that beauty. So that's mindfulness. But a lot of the time that is unintentional. So what mindfulness is, is that you're doing that on purpose. Okay. Right? Right, yeah. So you're going out of your way. You're consciously deciding to be present. Okay. It's not because something's drawn your attention to the present moment. Like, for example, um, you walk to work. So when you're walking to work, do you ever forget the journey or... All the time. Like, I'll literally get from A to B and will not know what has happened in between. Yeah. Like, especially if I've got my headphones in or something's happened, my mind is just... uh, I'm in a world of my own, basically. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly it. So... Unless, like, someone crashes their car or sounds their horn where you're forced to be back in the present moment, there's nothing to motivate you to be present, right? Because you're just so wrapped up in your... And you're on autopilot. Right, And what are some of the things that you might be thinking about? Oh, my God. Just everyday stuff, like imagine myself in like so many hypothetical scenarios yeah. that I don't think would actually ever happen. You know, just thinking about what my mate said to me yesterday, how my day's going to go, what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. And also one, another thing for you, Raha is Raha thinks about what she wants for breakfast. Yeah. The to next be honest, day. Food, food is a, a huge one. Like yeah. I literally plan my breakfast the night before. And honestly, I just love it. As soon as I wake up, I'm like, I know what I'm going to have. I'm so excited. (laughs) I get so excited. But yeah, so you're you're essentially just functioning either in the present, not in the present, either in the future or in the past, right? You're thinking about tomorrow. You're thinking about later. You're thinking about in half an hour's time, 10 minutes time, right? Or you're thinking about what happened this morning, what happened yesterday, what happened 10 years ago, what happened 20 years ago, right? And what that does is it causes you to miss out on all the beautiful like joyous wonderful moments that are happening happening around you and that you are in the presence of yeah because you are thinking about something else and within those moments there is opportunity you know yeah there is healing and growth to be done we are always confronted with so much and every moment is a moment to go inward and be with whatever is happening. Yeah. Because what what happens is the world is functioning, right? It's going round and round and things are happening. Yeah. And the external experience has an internal reaction for us. Yeah. So we react on the inside to whatever is happening outside. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that turns into thought that's the way that we process it so we think about it and that's what the brain does and emotion which is what the body does specifically i think the heart you know yeah so we have these two modes of processing the information that's being presented to us as an experience Mm -hmm. and a lot of us don't understand that we can observe the process and that we don't necessarily have to be in it that there is an awareness and a consciousness that watches, that has the ability to watch over 
what thoughts are arising, on. what energy is moving around in your body, what emotions are presenting themselves to you, how you react to any specific situation is revealed in every single present moment. Yeah. Right? Okay. But we're always trying to dig in our past. <laughs> but, like, for example... So my next question would be, how? Like, how would I do that? For example, we're talking about me walking to work. Yeah. How would I then be as present as I possibly can be? Okay, that's a really good question. Um, I think the big chunk that we're missing in this day and age is the connection to our body. So living inside our body and sensing as opposed to thinking. So we think that we have to think our way out of everything, that thinking is the only way that we process when actually our body is full of nerves and we sense and our skin, this massive organ, Mm -hmm. right, feels like there is just so much that's happening within us at all times. And we are just completely unaware of it. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. And we're so detached from it. So when I first started meditating or when I first started having a mindfulness practice, I couldn't really connect to my body. Like when, when like the teachers would say, you know, uh, bring the awareness into your legs. Like, how does it feel? What Mm. do they feel like? What's the temperature like? You know, I'll be like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I totally get if that's you. Like, I totally relate to that. Um, but that's something that we need to practice and uncover. It's something that we've unlearned. Yeah. You know, it's something that we possess as an inherent, like, function, you know, as mm-hmm. being. Yeah. Beings. Um, so, yeah, we need to cultivate this awareness within our body so when you're walking to work for example yeah it's feeling the ground underneath your feet okay as you're placing each step yeah okay making note of your posture how am i holding myself oh in this moment <laughs> right yeah. how am i filling up the space that i'm occupying okay you know yeah. how is my body moving right wow yeah what's the weight what's the temperature because what these the... things just become so automatic exactly like, I just do not give this stuff a second thought your brain's like been there done that yeah. i know how to do that <laughs> i know i like, do you know what i mean yeah um but yeah we're missing out on so much by not being present with that so that's how you would start practicing okay. and meditation um yeah i was gonna ask you like what is that what is meditation and how what how is that different to mindfulness are they different or yes Okay. So both of them are about cultivating awareness. Yeah. And strengthening awareness. Awareness? Yes. (laughs) Um, Mindfulness is the life practice. It's in in your everyday. Okay. And meditation is this intense training. That's how I like to see it. Right, like the stuff you see in movies and stuff, sitting down, crossing your legs and actually doing... That's right. It's closing your eyes and going inward. Yeah. And intensifying this mindfulness practice so for example some of the basic fundamental attitudes for mindfulness are uh, beginner's mind so experiencing everything as if you're experiencing it for the first time wow okay so that means putting all of your preconceived judgments to one side yeah they're still going to pop up into your mind but you yeah, have the choice say, sometimes you i feel like i don't even have control over the yeah. way that i judge the judge or feel and this is the things. point. Your brain is going to think. Yeah. Your brain is designed to think. It's never going to stop thinking. Yeah. Okay? So you're always going to have thoughts. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of the time I see 
meditation and mindfulness being about just clearing your mind and clearing your thoughts. Yeah, not uh Like how? <laughs> not uh uh That no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just no. Um, no, because you're always gonna think. It's about cultivating this ability to focus your attention wherever you desire right yeah because what's happening at the moment is that your mind will just distract you yeah like I'm notorious in my teenage years I was notorious for having to tidy my room and then getting distracted (laughs) by every single thing I would find like wearing it all yeah (laughs) Do you remember that? So it's like that, you know? <laughs> it's being able to focus at, at just the thing that you want to focus on, that you intend to focus on. And that's becoming increasingly difficult in this age of social media. Yeah. Right? Course, yeah. Where we get this instant gratification and this instant, like, pump of good feels. Mm-hmm. And then our reality doesn't match up yeah. to what this and experience with our phone is right? like. Like yeah, you're and constantly it distracts distracted. Us. Absolutely. And you're, I feel myself just going into an absolute hole. Yeah. <laughs> you I, know, where you, I'm just like getting further and further into whatever posts that I'm looking at. And then these thoughts and judgments and all of these different narratives that I've created are just running by themselves. Mm. It almost feels as though I don't have any control over that. It's yeah. just happening. Yeah, it's just happening. But there's a part of you that's watching those thoughts those thoughts yeah absolutely yeah right and it's about strengthening that part of you okay yeah so um you do that within meditation by closing your eyes and going inward and what does that mean it means seeing through your body seeing through your heart is what i always say so closing your eyes and almost pretending like your heart has eyes what does that feel like and all of a sudden you may notice that you have this real awareness of what's happening in that area of your body and your mind is going to start and initially you're going to be really mad at yourself because you're like I can't do this this is not for me oh yeah I can't do meditation (laughs) yeah I just can't do it it's just not for me I overthink so for that reason and it's like no it's there for the overthinkers specifically (laughs) yes (laughs) you know I'm an overthinker right and yeah it's it's there to move your awareness away from it because that's not the end all be all, Mm -hmm. you know, you're thinking. And we think we're so right and we're so attached and clinging to these, um, to these ideas and opinions that we've got and this identity that we've created for ourselves. Exactly. People just think that attachment is attaching yourself to people all the time when it can actually be opinions, goals, ideas, like anything. Yeah. And we attach ourselves to everything all the time. That's right. And when when we're entire, we could, we have the choice to be entirely fluid. Yeah. Nothing is permanent. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're in a constant state of changing And if you want to take that down to like the simplest format, if you think about, if you just focus on your breathing right now, as you're breathing in, right, your chest and your stomach may be expanding, right? So you're, you're expanding, you're becoming bigger, you're taking up more space. And then when you breathe out, you contract and you become smaller. So even second to second, breath by breath, we are in a, in a state of change. Okay. You know, we are changing. Nothing is ever constant. Mm -hmm. The only constant. Yeah. It's changed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everything is transient. Yeah. Exactly. So what happens is we 
attach ourselves to these ideas and these opinions and we then eventually are ruled by these ideas and opinions yeah. and we react in ways that we have conditioned ourselves and have been conditioned to and this idea around attachment and clinging is key in buddhist philosophy which is where mindfulness is derived from and actually i think this is quite an important point to mention that mindfulness isn't this like brand new cute thing that we've just recently discovered yes. it's super ancient um and like i've said before it's a fundamental part of being yeah being an animal <laughs> you know so within buddhist philosophy you're trying to achieve right mindfulness, so it's a right way of life. And within that, you have the Four Noble Truths. Okay. And the Four Noble Truths, um, the first one is that life is suffering. Suffering is guaranteed Yay. in life. Like, let's accept <laughs> it right here, right now. Um, cool. Human nature is not perfect. We know this. Yeah. So there is no way that there is anyone on Earth who has not suffered. Yeah. It's part of the deal. <laughs> the life deal beautiful right so that's the first noble truth but the second one is that there is an origin to suffering so there's a reason why we are suffering you yeah. know there is always a root to the suffering and because there is a root that also means that there is a way to end suffering right right it's attainable to stop the suffering mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily always mean we have to get to the root but we have to have awareness of this route yeah and we have to have awareness of the fact that this is impermanent and that it will change right okay, yeah and the path to end suffering or dukkha as it is called in buddhist philosophy and fyi i am no expert i am not buddhist but this is something that just really interests me yeah um the path to the end of suffering is detailed in the eightfold path which you then follow to help yourself manage suffering and what is the eightfold path that's for another episode okay <laughs> <laughs> but cool. i think what was really key in my personal understanding is that like you can't escape suffering yeah you know of course there are degrees yeah and what we're experiencing in this day and age which you know this systemic suffering that so many of us are subjected to that's not the kind of suffering that in my mind they're talking about for me it's the things that are guaranteed like it's the grief it's death and yeah. family it's you know experiencing poverty heartbreak. sometimes yeah. <laughs> heartbreak exactly those things you know that are part of the human experiences but these things are just super extra and i don't think <laughs> yeah. i don't think we were designed to, to only suffer this much I do you know see, what i mean yeah, like yeah. there is just so much suffering that's happening but it's key in understanding the way that we experience life yeah. in my opinion and i think it's really important to look into the things that um these practices are drawn from you know yeah. like buddhist philosophy any ancient practices when i did my project my research project for undergrad i yeah, did it on eft yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, emotional freedom technique and i was really looking into traditional chinese medicine um in the last couple of years, I've been reading into Ayurveda. And this is, and actually, let me just claim, because <laughs> I'm not some, like, holistic wellness, love and light brigade kind Please, of person no, yeah. who's like, oh, my God, like, I'm doing Ayurveda. And, you know, it's, no, it's literally just <laughs> for me to read and learn about and to understand. Um, this is, like, we're going to do a whole episode about New Age spiritualism and the dangers of it, aren't we? Yeah. So that's for another thing. But I wanted to touch on the Buddhist philosophy. And the reason for that is 
because mindfulness and meditation are such popular nowadays and everyone is just doing it. It is literally everywhere. It's, oh, honestly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's not, it's unhealthy, I think, the way that we have adapted it. Okay. And we need to be really, really careful of the way that we are recommending it to people. Yeah. This is something that I've learned since becoming a teacher that um, if you have experience of trauma, that it can be quite destabilizing. Yeah. And that you can dissociate. So it's always recommended for you to have a um, qualified practitioner. Yeah. Or a group that you attend to. Uh, where you get the right support in case that happens. And what's happened is it's become this, like, real commercialised, capitalised, yeah. like, concept. Commodified. Commodified. Yeah. And it's, like, it's anything but that. And we're losing so much of the fundamental teachings, in my opinion. And I think we're doing more harm than we are doing good at the yeah, moment. Yeah, because I've, um, I've used different meditation apps and mindfulness apps, like Calm and Headspace, and there's so many now. I, I get, I've got a choice with which ones I want to use from, like, work, and... I mean, and, and I found them to be useful in getting to know what mindfulness entails, if mm. that makes sense. It was a good introduction. Um, but I didn't know anything about Buddhist philosophy and where any of the teachings come from. You know, I, I had zero idea. And I think that we've sought that it's it's become completely detached from that in the West. Yeah. Um, and people don't know why they're doing the practice that they're doing. Exactly. And I think that can, that can be quite harmful. Exactly. And yeah, this is what I'm also finding with, um, I think people who've tried just the apps and they've done a tiny yeah. bit of reading and they, they know, they've seen the research, you know, like it helps them. It's amazing for anxiety. Yeah. And you say and they, depression this is me. <laughs> <laughs> this me. Um, so many benefits and I'm not, obviously I'm not bashing it. I'm a, I'm a freaking mindfulness teacher. Yeah. Um, it's the way that we are utilizing it, yeah. which is worrying for me. So this is like, this concept is called mech mindfulness mm -hmm. and it's literally like, yeah. It's, it's just being reduced to like an app or an yeah. online intervention or... And it's been, and it's being used in a way to, yes, like it's being promoted as a well-being tool, but in my opinion, a lot of co corporations are using it as a productivity increaser. Productivity <laughs> increaser and the only tool that people use. Yes, have that, I feel to. like that's what it's recommended, at, you know, like yeah. that's the only thing that they're offered and people think that this is the one and only thing that will help them and get mad when it doesn't. Yeah, you know? exactly. I think, in my opinion, it's not so much like something that you have to go out of your way to do um, to function in this world. Yeah. In my opinion, it's a way to be. Yeah. And it's not like, yes, it increases your well-being, but it's not a well-being tool. Do you know what I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just enriches your life. Yeah, definitely. and it's just a way of being. Like it's the only way I can describe no, it. No, I understand what you mean because I, especially, used to really get on at myself for not doing a practice every day mm. and actually sitting down and doing a meditation. Now that I know the actual difference, um, <laughs> and I yeah, I used to get really upset at myself and be like, I'm I'm the one who's responsible for my mental health and I'm not taking the time to sit and meditate for ten minutes or twenty minutes each day. Um, 
And it just became so frustrating after a while that I just gave up completely. Exactly. And this is, again, this is a byproduct of capitalism and white supremacy. And this is something that we're going to explore in other episodes as well. But just to simply touch on it, it's this idea that you are solely responsible for your healing and for your well-being and that everything else in the world is designed to work for you. When actually, no, everything... Not everything. A lot of things right now are working against us. Mm -hmm. And this is just meant to be as like a coping tool. When actually it's it's fundamental in in Buddhist practice. It's a fundamental part, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we're like like you said, we're reducing it to this tiny, tiny little thing. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh hey, here you have it. If you've got anxiety, here, meditate for ten minutes. And it's like, no, like we need to be addressing the healthcare system and the way that it's failing us. You know? Yeah. The way that people don't have access to good therapists. It's not that therapy doesn't work, it's that the healthcare system doesn't create an environment. Yeah. Um it's it's rooted in in yeah white supremacy yeah it's just lack not, of funding like yeah. all sorts of yeah definitely. and people are just like oh hi um yeah okay well this works so let's just do it and to be honest i have a lot to unpack about this yeah. myself and i am going to be touching on this moving forward because there was a time in my life where i also i got i was convinced <laughs> that this was the end all be all yeah and it's not not the way that it's being advertised you know yeah um we can't carry on living the way that we're living and just put this like mindfulness plaster on top of these massive gashes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, so meditation guilt is a real thing because we put all of the responsibility on ourselves yeah. and we're juggling so much stuff. And actually a lot of times, especially recently, whilst we're still, you know, navigating the pandemic and everything. everything no, I, was gonna, I was literally about to say everything. Yeah, everything. Um, there are so many big feelings that we're experiencing and there's so much heaviness. And so many new feelings, I yes. would say, because all of this stuff is is so new, yeah. And it's really intense. And even myself as a teacher, I've been um, reducing my meditation practice a little bit because sitting with those feelings has been so difficult lately. Yeah. And there is this myth that you should just, like, get on with it and, like just be calm no mm-hmm. matter what is happening yeah or that like just it. shift your perspective and everything will be fine absolutely yeah, not no. you know you got to see what's working for you but yeah. again that comes with practice and that comes with exploring yourself and seeing what works for you and what doesn't work for you yeah but for me personally my mindfulness practice my day-to-day like mindful eating mindful walking mindful showering yeah. mindful brushing my teeth all of that has been far more um easy yeah. in this difficult time and I need a bit of ease I yeah. need a bit of rest than it would be to sit and meditate still meditate but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know no that makes sense um sometimes it's really confronting to mm-hmm. sit and I think a lot of us avoid that definitely because I think when I've tried to do it especially during the lockdown um I would just feel very overwhelmed and I think when you're being mindful just in your day-to-day life it's um I think it's a much easier way to just process things as they're happening. You're creating space. Yeah. You're creating space for yourself. Um and yeah, meditation of course, you're also creating space for yourself, but it's just a more intense practice like I mentioned previously and please don't feel guilty for yeah. falling off, for falling on and off. Like wow, I'm going to I probably do a post about my journey because <laughs> it's been so up and down. 
And um, yeah, there is this myth that like all mindfulness teachers or psychologists have like got it all sorted and all together, but we're all humans. We're all having the same human experience and we're all trying to navigate um, our way through it with the tools that we have been given. Exactly. And no, I'm not Zen a hundred percent of the time. And yes, I'm finding this really difficult because it's, there is so much grief. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so much uncertainty. So if that's you right now, then I see you, I hear you, and I feel you. <laughs> and yeah, please don't feel guilty, but make sure that you are making time for naps. Uh, That's my advice. 100%. Wow. If you get anything from this episode, <laughs> take a nap. Yes. Rest and recover. Yeah. You know? So I think um, maybe we can end on a mindfulness practice. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, a really short one. There are plenty, and um, I would really. Actually, before we do that, I wanted to um, recommend a few interventions for those of you who might be new to mindfulness. One that has a lot of evidence behind it is MBSR, which is Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. It was the first intervention, Western intervention, ever created. Um, and it was created to, to help with chronic pain, but actually it helps with so much. And it's some, some thing that I really truly believe in and really recommend like I've done it myself it's super um you've also got MBCT which is mindfulness-based cognitive therapy so those two interventions are amazing I know MBCT is available on the NHS I know the waiting list is long I know the training is different but it is available and I highly recommend it um, and there is something about being in a group environment and healing with other people and experiencing something with other people that is so underrated yeah. in this health help era. Um, we all think that, you know, like we said, the responsibility is on the individual when actually we need to go back to communal care. And I love, love a group environment. And if you can't afford an intervention because they are pricey, Uh, I would really recommend just joining a meditation group. Search one in your local area. There will be some around. If not, normally Buddhist centers have them for free. And it's a wonderful way to, yeah, experience something new. Like I said, highly, highly recommend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so to the mindfulness practice. Now, this is something that many of you might be familiar with. And if it's something that you are familiar with, then just do it anyway because it's it's an opportunity to practice some mindfulness in this moment but for those of you who have never heard of it this is called the five four three two one exercise and it's designed to kind of bring you back in the present moment and make use of your senses and get out of your mind essentially so you start with five things that you can see so what are five things you can see right now raha a lamp, a table, painting, door, card. Lovely. Was that five? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> counting, to be honest. Okay. Four things you can touch. What can you touch right now? My trousers, my hair, my bottom on the seat, mm-hmm. and my socks on my feet. Lovely. Three things you can hear. Your voice. hmm that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> My wow, focus. I can hear just some cracks in the ceiling and the walls. <laughs> um, 
And just some noises from outside. Yeah, perfect. Two things you can taste. I can taste a bit of chocolate that I had earlier. <laughs> um, and the air. Yeah, the air tastes lovely. And one thing you can smell. Actually, normally I do it the other way around, so it's two things you can smell. So normally I smell myself. Yeah, I can smell my hair. And then smell my lot. Yeah. So two things you can smell, and then one thing you can taste. Okay, my chocolate. So, sorry for that, guys. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's the five, four, three, two, one exercise. And that's something that you can do like at any point, wherever you are. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're noticing that you're like overthinking, like super loads, this is something that I always go to. Or another practice that I like to do is I pick a color, any color, pick a color. Red. Red. Then look around the room. Yeah. And point out all the things that are red or that wow. have red on them. It's quite a lot actually in this room. Yeah, so you do it, but you have to do it one by one and you have to name it. So the the purpose of this is that again, yeah, you're moving out of your mind and you're moving into the present moment. Okay. And of course there's breath work. But, yeah. You know, that's for another time. So yeah, before we end, I wanted to let you all know that if you were interested in accessing some of my guided meditations, that they are available on Insight Timer. So if you download the Insight Timer app um, and search Still Chill or you search Rose Escafi, they should come up. Um, they're mainly mindfulness meditations, so present moment meditations, and they are designed to help you cultivate these attitudes that we've been talking about and this awareness that's so important. Cool. So as we're nearing the end of the episode, um, it's time for us to reveal our songs of the week. So the Ooh, song yeah. that's like got you through the week or even not, you've just listened to it constantly. What's that for you? Mine is... Um, probably Bank On It by Burner Boy. That's mm, been a really nice feel-good vibe. Very uplifting. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's nice. What's yours? Um, mine is Colours by Black Pumas, which I think it's on the Galaxy advert. I don't actually think we I shazammed know it. it. I shazammed it. And okay. it was, it's so good. The whole album is so good. And... Yeah, hits hits you in the feels, wow. but not too much. Yeah, you know? just right, <laughs> just right. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank I you. I really, really hope that it was useful, that you learned something new. And if you have any outstanding questions, you can reach us on stillchill.mindfulness on Instagram. Please send them in, or you can email us at info@stillchill.co.uk. Lovely. I've been Rose. I've been Raha. And thank you for joining Ooh, us. Thank you. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Bye.